guys, it's Katie, and welcome to another episode of Crime and Crochet. In this episode, we're going to be covering the case of Jeffrey Dahmer. So with that, let's just get straight into it. Jeffrey Dahmer case is definitely a more well-known one, and I said that I was going to try to focus on cases that weren't as well-known for this podcast, but I did actually get a request from a viewer to do this, So I figured I'd make an exception for this episode. Jeffrey Dahmer was a serial killer, sex offender, and cannibal. So just a trigger warning, if that is sensitive to you, you may want to click out of this episode. So there is tons and tons of documentaries, movies, videos, books, all kinds of stuff on Jeffrey Dahmer and a huge rabbit hole that we could go down for this episode, but for time's sake, I'm going to try not to do that. So with that, let's finally get started. Jeffrey Dahmer was known as the Milwaukee Cannibal or the Milwaukee Monster. Now, Jeffrey Dahmer was born on May 21st of 1960. Jeffrey was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin to his parents, Lionel and Joyce Dahmer. He was described as an energetic and happy kid until the age of four when he had surgery for a double hernia. And that's when they say that he pretty much had a change in his personality and was a lot more quiet and seemed very tense and just not like his happy energetic self. Jeffrey said that he was first interested in necrophilia and murder around the age of 14 and his parents also around this time had a really bad marriage and eventually got divorced a few years later so that seems to be kind of the catalyst for turning his thoughts into actions. Later on, Jeffrey started school at Ohio University, but by this point, he was consuming a lot of alcohol and it sort of just spun out of control. And this is when his first killing happened. Also around this time, his father, who was recently remarried after being married to Jeffrey's mom, insisted that he joined the army. So in late December of 1978, that is when he enlisted. So I did mention that by this time he had committed his first murder. So that first murder happened on June 18th of 1978, actually three weeks after his graduation. So he picked up a hitchhiker by the name of Stephen Mark Hicks, who was almost 19, and Jeffrey had told him that the two of them could drink together because like I said Jeffrey already had an alcohol problem and with that promise Stephen decided to do that with him so they went to the basement of his home which was the family home but he was living in by himself at the time and he said that he started to develop sexual feelings for Stephen But when Stephen was talking about girls, he knew that that wouldn't work. And later on, he said that he wanted to leave, but Jeffrey did not want him to. 
So at this point, I guess Jeffrey decides that the only way he's going to have his way with Stephen is by killing him. So he takes a 10-pound dumbbell and hits him in the back of the head with it. And of course, that knocks him unconscious. And then Jeffrey proceeds to strangle him and do some pretty awful things that I will spare you the details of. So as I said, after this first murder he goes into the army and his drinking problem is still there so he ends up being discharged from the army and I should have mentioned before but he was stationed in Germany for a little bit so they actually did investigate whether he was a part of some murders that had happened at the time in Germany but they did not think that he was related to those murders After his discharge from the army, he returned home to Ohio, and later on he gets arrested for disorderly conduct, and once he is released from that arrest, his father sends him to live with his grandmother in Wisconsin. But his alcohol problem still continues, and he was arrested the following summer for indecent exposure. And then again was arrested in 1986 when two boys accused him of doing some bad things in front of him. That's the way I'm going to word it because that is just nasty. And he was given a year of probation for that. In September of 1984 was when his second murder occurred. So this was another man by the name of Stephen And the two of them checked into a hotel to drink together. And supposedly, according to Jeffrey, he woke up to find this man dead and had no memories of the activities that happened that previous night. But when he found him dead, instead of, I don't know, calling the cops or something, he got a large suitcase and transported this man's body to his grandmother's basement where he was living and worked on dismembering his body and also again violating the corpse of this poor man. So there were two other victims that the situations were very similar. He either killed them or dismembered them in his grandmother's home and at this point she didn't know about the murders But she was getting very tired of him coming home late and being super drunk. So she decided that she was going to force him to move out. And this happened in 1988. And unfortunately, there were so many other victims. A lot of them being really young boys. And it is just so tragic. But for time's sake, I'm not going to get into every single one of those cases. But just so you know, there were 17 total that he at least confessed to. But there was one more incident that I wanted to talk about before we get into how he was caught and then his sentence and all of that. So on May 27th of 1991, Jeffrey's neighbor, Sandra Smith, called the police to report that there was a boy running down the street naked. When the police arrived, he was incoherent and they accepted the word of Jeffrey that this boy 
was his 19-year-old lover, but in fact, this boy was actually a 14-year-old who was actually the brother to a teenager that Jeffrey had molested three years earlier. So when the police escorted this boy back to Dahmer's home, he ended up killing the boy after they left, and this was his 12th victim. Now, this article that I'm getting information from goes on to say that he killed four more men, which is just absolutely crazy. The cops didn't even go in to his home to search or do anything because if they did, they would have found remains in his refrigerator and all kinds of incriminating evidence, but nope. Instead, he had to kill five more people before he got caught. Well, four more, five including this young boy. On July 22nd of 1991, was when Jeffrey was arrested, and of course, the body parts that they found in his fridge and the photos of his victims were pretty much enough to arrest him, and his trial started in January of 1992. So he did try to plead guilty by reason of insanity, which is what a lot of people do in these sort of situations but they did find that he was sane so he did get sentenced to 15 consecutive life terms in prison so just a couple years into his sentence he was actually killed on november 28th of 1994 by a fellow prisoner so that is basically the end of his story. I mean, there's so much more, like I said earlier, so many books, articles, videos, documentaries, all kinds of stuff with so much more details than what I could provide just in this short episode today. But I do hope you guys enjoyed. And with that, let's get on to the crochet pattern for this week. So for this week's pattern, we have the Maddie scarf and pocket shawl pattern by hook in bobbin so it's the word hook the letter n and then b o b b i n and that is the name of her instagram and etsy shop so if you guys want to check that out you can and it is a super cute pattern so i think you guys are really going to enjoy it and also with all of these patterns like normal you can also just check out my Instagram at Crime and Crochet to make it super easy because I always post pictures of the pattern as well as the crime that I talked about in the episode and I post my sources as well all in one post so you guys can find it all and then I also link in my bio for you guys the pattern that I've talked about as well. So if you just want to make it easy for yourself, you can go to at Crime and Crochet to find her pattern as well. But just a little bit of information about the pattern. It is a beginner-friendly pattern that uses basic crochet stitches and comes with multiple size options. So that also makes it super easy and beginner-friendly. So again, I think you guys are going to love it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Crime and Crochet. I hope you have enjoyed if you did, the best way you can help me out is leaving a five-star review 
on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And if you guys want to check out more information, such as the crochet pattern I shouted out in this episode, the case, my sources, and more information on the podcast, you can check out at Crime and Crochet on Instagram. And if you want some more crime and crochet related content, you can also check out the Reddit page that I started for the podcast, r slash crime and crochet. With that, I hope you guys will tune in to the next episode next Saturday of Crime and Crochet, and make sure that you are staying safe out there so you don't become one of these victims that we talk about each week. And with that, goodbye y'all!